Hey, chaps. What a time to be alive. Praise God. I was stung by a bee for the first time in 17 years, perhaps, which is a wonderful omen. I think it was getting me ready. So tomorrow I have the local bee expert. Take that, CNN. I have my own experts. So got the local bee expert coming over tomorrow to uh, set up my hive for me. So I am super excited. And I think uh, stepping on a bee for the first time in 17 years is pretty amazing. And it's like, oh, great. I'm not allergic. Like it was sore, but got it out and carried on with life. Being the budding herbalist that she is, got some plantain leaf, which grows as a weed in our garden and rubbed it on my foot. It was very, very nice. Soothing, in fact. So that was great. Had a great weekend. Got some sun, hiked around our local lake a bit. Uh, had a braai with a brother-in-law. That was great. Ate some sweet meat. So life is good. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking on Sunday about David and his mighty men. 400, you know, David is a shadow of Jesus, a type of Jesus. And the 400 outcast men is a shadow of us. It's a type for us. You know, and we, we come and camp around Jesus, right? That's the invitation to salvation. That's the, the call in the majority of the church is come camp around Jesus. Come set your, your allegiance, your fealty uh, to, to Jesus and camp around him and you'll become a mighty man. But I really got, I got thinking about this, you know, being a mighty man is not, it's not just camping around David. It's not volunteering in the camp getting getting firewood cleaning up doing camp duty doing camp programs uh, what a great camp you know just loving the fellowship like this is great just invite more men to the camp david wasn't running a summer camp he wasn't running a church he wasn't running a fellowship group he was running a forward operating base it was a training and equipping camp where men were trained discipled corrected into a fighting force to go out and take targets to go out and do warfare that is what made them into mighty men the doing the obeying of the warlord the discipleship into his ways the encountering challenge the taking of targets that is what created mighty men that is what made outcasts rejects the scum of society uh transformed them into mighty men full of honor riches and life and so for us you know i really wanted to get us into that into that mindset for myself even you know the mindset is to watch others you know to just come and camp come camp around a guru come camp around a pastor come camp around a movement or a, a, a philosophy or a vision. And then, you know, you'll become like them by just camping around them. And maybe that's true. Maybe there's some truth to that. But to disciple means to discipline actions, right? So an action happened. Now I'm going to dis discipline that action so that the next time the action happens differently. You know, so if there's a situation with, with my rugby boys, we practice a certain situation over and over and over and over again because it's the most it's one of the most common situations in the game 
And there's a certain way that if you do it this way, 80, 90% of the time, you're going to make meters, break the line, go score points, right? So we disciple their actions so that whenever they, they get into that situation on the field, immediately their, their brains don't even think. It's, it's instinctual. It's habitual. Boom, they're into the protocol. They're into the decision-making discipline that we have as a commander commanded them to, ta- to, to carry out. And so to, to be discipled as a Christian is to come into a warlord's camp, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, a warrior king, who wants us to go out and extend dominion, take dominion over the world, right? So our war is not flesh and blood. Our war is not boogaloo, hula shirts, showing up at the state capitol, terrorism, bombing, bloodshed. That's not our war. Our war is in high places. Our war is spiritual. Our war is cultural. Our war is over control of people and institutions. That is our war. And so when we see ourselves as Christian soldiers, as kings who the king of kings is king of, that it is our mandate to disciple nations, that it is our mandate to steward creation, that it is our mandate to go and extend dominion, take dominion. We, we start treating life a bit differently. It's no longer summer camp. It's no longer camp around Jesus. Sing love songs to Jesus. Just volunteer at the camp. Make sure camp life is awesome. You know, we come to the camp because the world is so nasty. I'm just going to come in camp. And it's like, sorry, buddy, you've arrived at a forward operating base. Put on a uniform, get a weapon, get trained. We're going out to take a target. And what are the targets? It's institutions. We want to take out institutions. And this is where it becomes so important for us to understand domain, right? Not all of us are going to be Levites, priests, pastors in the ministry, missionaries, right? Probably one in 12 only. Probably like 8% of us are actually going to be called by God to go crush in the ministry domain. Now, more, many, many more men feel like they should go into ministry or they're obligated or they're guilt-tripped or they're just for lack of a better option, they go into ministry or they're brilliant and they get co-opted into ministry. Ministry is one domain. There are three other domains which the Lord wants us to go and crush. He wants us to take institutional domain, dominion over our domain. He wants us to go out and either capture or copy these domains to the glory of God. And so that's governance. You know, that's everywhere from politics to bureaucracy to local officials, policemen, soldiers, sheriffs, uh, anything that has to deal with governance of a society, the bearing of the sword as a ministry, uh, authority systems. That's governance as a domain. Now, obviously, we're all involved in governance. We're, we're citizens. We vote. We have civic duties, responsibilities, etc. But some guys, this is their domain that they absolutely crush in their sleep. They can navigate politics. They can navigate chicanery. I'm busy reading the, the biography of uh, uh, Huey Long, the dictator of Louisiana. And it's like the dude, the dude was born to crush in governance. The only way they could stop him was to shoot him. Like the dude was just a machine. Like some guys, that is your wiring to the glory of God. Go crush in that domain. Some guys are just wired to be cops, soldiers, violent men to the glory of God. Why would you try and be anything else? Why would you try to devote time to anything else when this is what God made you to do? 
and do to his glory, to, to take over institutions, to, to wield power to the glory of God. Likewise, economy, right? We're all involved in economy. We're all involved in some form of production, value adding, um, service, trade, skill, right? But to some men are given an extraordinary ability to just crush in productivity, value making, uh, trade of whatever, product, service, value, right? Some men just have an amazing ability to absolutely crush. Why would you do anything else? Why would you, why would you neglect your God-given ability to go crush and take over this domain and, and build institutional power to the glory of God? And then media, academia, entertainment, right? Uh, sports, celebrity culture, schools, teaching, uh, anything to do with the media, ideas, uh, uh, audience realm, right? That's media. Some men can just absolutely navigate this in their sleep. Like, oh, I have to give a two-hour speech and I never prepared? You called the right guy. You know, it's like, why would you do anything else than crush in media and absolutely set frame to the glory of God, entertain people to the glory of God, normalize behaviors to the glory of God, shift Overton windows to the glory of God, give people release from stress and pressure to the glory of God, change the way people think about things, Give them the good news, practical to their life, to the glory of God. Why would you want to do anything else? Go crush, take over domain. War for the institutions in this domain. And likewise, ministry. You know, there's guys who are just born to connect people to God, to help people through their emotional trauma, to help people through their spiritual trauma, to help people to, uh, to be discipled and sanctified into the likeness of Christ. Go crush why would you do anything else? And so, you know, and yes, you can be involved in many domains. I'm saying do not neglect the domains that you absolutely crush at. And to see this as warfare, right? We are called as Christian men to take dominion with our little gift. You know, we're like, ah, oh, Scott, I'm just a one talent man. I'm going to bury it and hide. That's a wicked servant. You know, there's men with 10. Donald Trump is a man with a billion talents. I'll never be as good as him. So why even try? And it's like, that's not the point. You work as unto the Lord. You crush in your domain as unto the Lord. You on the backside of the desert with insignificant sheep, you do it as unto the Lord. In a jail cell, you do it as unto the Lord. You know, we are, we are to unbury our talent and serve the Lord, serve our fellow men. This is our gift as men. You know, we, we, we've chatted in the past about women. Their problem, their major life problem is marriage and children. You know, that's their major life focus. Everything in their life, their emotions, their happiness, their joy, their energy is around those two things, marriage and children. Men, it's around mission and mates. You know, we're like, what is my mission? What am I going to go die for? So many men have insecurity, anxiety, depression, nihilism, despair, because they have no mission. They have no identity that God, I am God's man. I am a king that Christ is king of. And I'm going to go and crush this mission that he has given me. He's put on my heart, this talent, this passion, this, this unsatiable desire to go and crush in this domain. That's God giving a mission to you. And then who are the men I'm doing this with? Who is my, if I'm a David, who is my Jonathan? If I'm a Jonathan, who is my David? You know, Bap talks in his book about all great things 
in history have been accomplished by never by one man. It's always by a, a, a brotherhood of two men or, or a handful of men who with just absolute ride or die, go and do some great, amazing, dangerous, adventurous thing. And it's like, that's living. You know, your greatest memories are either on a sports team or if you if you had the experience of going to the army, you know, or you had an experience of working on some project with all men, an all-male space where there was danger and where there was some form of shared goal or mission. I bet you right now, one of the most energizing memories of your life. You're like, you still look back with great fondness on those memories. And you hope, you hope our, our looking for churches, our looking for pubs, our looking for club men's clubs, our looking for sports clubs is a desire to recreate that gang, that, that mafia, that cartel, that militia, that, that absolute zenith of our existence of a mission and mates to do it with, to give our lives for and, and with. You know, and that's where we come to this thing of an energizing gospel, of energizing good news, of Christ wants us to crush. He doesn't want us to be good boys in the camp. You know, if, if we're just going to go have a summer camp, if your church is just going to be a summer camp, if, if your life is just going to be one big summer camp, well, we're going to have to have rules like, hey, chaps, the toilets are over here. Please flush. Make sure you don't miss. We eat over here. Make sure dinner time's at six. The, the ladies and the children are over there. Please, no noise. Hey, let's keep it down. No cussing. Uh, you know, and, and camp life. And, oh, you know, I have to see this guy every day. And, and, and there's no momentum in life. There's no mission, right? Camp life is, it's a, it's a sedentary, stifled cesspit, right? It's fun for a week, but then camp life sets in. And it's, it's chafing. And it's, it's hot and it's dusty and this guy's getting on your nerves and you can't, and it's like, ah, and it's, and it's when you understand that this is not our life, we're not meant to be here. We are meant to be out on mission. We are meant to be targeting institutions. We're meant to be crushing our enemies. We're meant to be taking dominion. We are meant to be setting people free. We're meant to be absolutely just building strength, building honor, building mastery, building courage. And it's like, this is when things become exciting. It's like, oh, me and my four, my four guys, we're going out on a, on, a, on a mission together. This is why I say it's the whole thing of we must focus on doing things rather than watching people do things. You know, if you show up every Sunday and watch the priest, if you go on Twitter and watch the chads, if you go on Fox News and watch Tucker, watch Donald, watch DeSantis, it's local scale institutional war is that what we're called to be a local Tucker, be a local DeSantis, be a local Donald, be a local Chad, be a local pastor. Like you go do the thing. Rob, hello, brother. Welcome. Happy Monday. So this is the whole thing, right? I want us to be very aware as men. Who are my three or four guys? Because that's all it takes. You know, we keep looking for a church. We want a church of 100, 200, 300 guys. And we camp together. And it's like, no, no, no. You want two or three dudes, four guys, five guys. I don't know. Just look at Jesus. 12 dudes max. To go and do mission. What's mission? If your if your uh, institutions that you've targeted out, that you've mapped out, that are takeable in your area, it's like, hey, chaps, there's some properties that I think we can, we can nab. 
four dudes go all in together and we go get a property and we we fix it up and now we have we run some stuff out of it or fix it up and sell it and we go for something else uh hey chaps there's a there's a business that's for sale i think we can we can get this thing going uh you know or like hey chaps there's a local county uh, official seat going for open like hey let's let's run a campaign let's go for it chaps let's go hard together it's like mission right same thing with media it's like hey chaps let's let's put together an event or let's uh let's get all the young guys uh together and and let's do some some masculine all male space time let's go do a sports league together let's what is it that we can do together that is institutional warfare in your domain that you have that you are confident that you can go and take ground that you can go and crush bring other men with you along you know another guy might be like oh i'm not really great at economy it's like all right do you want to come with us though do you want to go and see how it's done it's like yeah i'd love that all right let's go do it let's go do stuff together rob four men working together make a fire team any four men working together can kill a lion any four men working together will eat rambo's lunch rambo was a dish because he didn't have any mates he was lonely and that's why he had to go kill people because he was dealing with loneliness. But that's exactly it, man. It's a, it's a fire team, right? And a fire team just camping around, you know, just camping at base. It's like, you're not, you're not living, right? You have to soothe with beer and drugs and porn and uh, music and uh, Twitter. And, you know, so you start soothing because you're not doing mission. You're not out doing dangerous things. You know, that's where it's like, let us let us get together our little bands, our little fire teams, and let's start taking ground. You know, and it's as simple, chaps, as making phone calls on Twitter. And it's like, oh, but I'm the only guy in my local area. I'm the only guy who thinks this way in my local area. And it's like, yeah, on Twitter, you probably have a handful of dudes. You've probably got a hundred access to a hundred guys on Twitter or whatever messaging things you guys are using. Reach out to those guys. Start having phone calls. You know, be safe. You know, you can remain anonymous. You you don't have to dox or anything. You you can. And this is where I even like feds are welcome. You're welcome here, feds. We can do projects together because we're not going to do Boogaloo the way you want to do Boogaloo. Like we're not going to go and kill people. We're not going to go and bomb things. We're going to go buy properties. We're going to go swap seeds. We're going to go run for local bureau- bureaucracy. We're going to, you know, it's like, it's so simple. It's so obvious that the cultural war is spiritual. It's not bloodshed find some twitter guys and it's like oh man he's down in texas i'm up in indiana he's up in colorado i'm down in south carolina it's like awesome do you like road trips we all like road trips let's go visit each other let's go do projects together so so encouraging rob in combat there's a clarity of purpose urgency strips away the bullshit exactly you know there's things that are life and death and you see that you know, and that's the problem in a lot of churches, why there's a purity spiral. Because it's a comfort, it's a summer camp. We're camping around the pastor. We're doing all the programs. Hey guys, please volunteer in the camp. We need to clean the toilets. We need to gather the firewood. We need to make sure the camp is a very nice camp. And you know what scripture applies to a camp? No oxen means a clean camp. So let's kick the oxen out because we've got a clean camp. And it's like all these purity spiral things happen in a camp life of like, he said a naughty word, kicked out the camp. He's got bad body odor, kicked out the camp. He wants to take over an institution. He wants to go pick a fight with the enemy, 
kicked out of the camp. And it's like the moment we have a purpose and a mission and it's like four dudes, it's like, man, we feel like this is community. This is purpose. This is meaning. You know, that's what we, we want. We want dudes that we can just be like, absolutely like, this is my brother. Like I can bear my soul to him and he's not going to throw me under the bus. He's right or die. So it's what we want. Alrighty. Where are we? Building is the new fighting. You know, we like militarism. We like the symbolic of combat, of fight. And that's good. It's good symbol. Militarism is the key to a boy's heart. We have to understand that in our warfare, right? It's it's akin to 19, 1914 when boys have been brought up on stories of cavalry charges and sword fighting. And that is what they think is honorable. And it's like, well, chaps, actually the new method of warfare is long-range bombardment and trench warfare. It doesn't matter how much you love chivalry and, and cavalry charges. You have to fight what the war is, and it's it's long-distance bombardment and trench warfare. Likewise, today in, in our generation, boys have been brought up of like, civil war, boogaloo, uh, we're going we're gonna to M16, uh, flag vest, Hawaii shirt, boogaloo, terrorism, whatever all your keywords are. And that's what we've been, we've been memed into. That's our cavalry charges, right? But our trenches and warfare is institutional capture or copy. It's crushing in your domain. It's, it's four men forming an investment company. It's four men forming a bureaucratic secret society or a, or a campaign. It's four men starting a media house. It's four men starting a, some form of, of hardcore ministry to poor white people, right? This is the new warfare. This is the new trenches and long distance bombardment when we've been raised on cavalry charges and boogaloo. Rob, find three reliable men and you have a fire team. Find 12 and you have an A team. Yeah. Christ had his fire team and his A team. In 1972, a crack commando unit. Maybe that'll be my theme song. I think I need to I need to intro into my live stream with the AT. Those wishing for big igloo are unlikely to have ever seen combat and likely not even a fist fight. Yeah, you know, I think that's it for me. It's like, you know, living through South Africa, we we are a soft, you know, even though we've been through the trauma of civilizational decline and violence, you you romanticize war. You romanticize the ultimate power of destroying your enemy bodily, right? When our enemies have, have an even greater power of destroying their enemies spiritually. The body means nothing. You kill me, to die is gain, right? To live as Christ, to die is gain. We have to grasp this as Christian men. It's not a bodily fight. It's spiritual. We need to crush our enemies in high places. We need to crush spiritually and, and adopt those weapons. So good. So I was just thinking as old, old Dave Ramsey from Tennessee, molasses. You know, he's got a great template. His whole financial peace university, his seven steps to financial freedom. It's a great template for us to think about. Instead of finances, culture, cultural debt cultural peace, right? 
We are in such cultural debt, tribal debt, masculine debt, identity debt. We've just been blowing credit cards left, right, and center, living on, on credit, and uh, everything's been repossessed. Culturally, we are bankrupt. We've been repossessed. And so I really like this idea of having, of formulating a seven, a practical seven-step program to cultural dominion, out of cultural debt into cultural dominion, cultural peace, right? Taking, uh, uh, capturing and copying institutions, having wealth, land, power, a practical seven step for, for Christian men to go hard uh, and, and fight our spiritual boogaloo, you know, have our, our tribal fire team, a team and go hard after institutional targets. It's, it's a great template to look at. So we'll be, we'll be uh, really going through that on Twitter. If you guys have uh, input into that, like it, it'll be a really great project going forward. I think it's something we really need to put a lot of, of effort into getting practical, practical momentum towards dominion in our local area, towards man and mission. And for the ladies, marriage and children. <clears throat> Rob, SA is a semi-permissive environment. 99% of America is a permissive environment. A semi-permissive environment makes your daily decision-making have much higher consequences. This creates a requirement of cultural situational awareness. Yeah. You know, there's, I was reading some Marine chap's book on, on PTSD and uh, returning from a combat zone. And he was saying how there are different levels of awareness. So he said something like green is back home, back in America, right? Green is you don't have to carry a weapon. Uh, you don't have to. It's basically it's safe, right? Everything is safe. You don't have to switch on green. No weapons, no worries. No weapons, no worries, right? Then there's like, then there's uh, amber. And amber is like on a, on a base, on a big base, right? So it's safe. You're, you're in air conditioning. You're comfortable. You're in the gated community, right? So yes, carry a weapon. Yes, be vigilant. Don't be stupid, but you're safe, right? Then red is leaving the gate, right? Leaving the base. Now it's on, right? Full vigilance, full awareness, full switched on. Anything could happen. And that's life in South Africa, right? Life in South Africa never reaches green. There is no green in South Africa. You either live in amber. If you're at home, everything locked, gated community, gated house, dogs, guns, everything locked, alarm system, uh, private security company on call. All right, amber, we live in amber. You leave the gated community, it's red, right? Lock the doors, vigilance, you're carrying. You've got speed dial. You, you've got a panic button. That's life in red, in red zone, right? And then there's one more, black zone. Black is active, active death avoidance. You're in a firefight. You're in a uh, contact. You're in, you're in the death zone. That's black, right? Call for reinforcements. Call for help. Extricate. Have a plan to kill and leave. What, whatever it is, you know, that's black. So green... Uh, amber, red, black. In America, most people have never. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I retract that. Most of America, rural America, lives in green zone, right? 
If you live in a city where there's diversity and public schooling, you will have experienced amber and and red and you know for a lot of people the only violence they ever encounter in their whole life will be public school and so we're getting very fast to a society in america where green is disappearing there is no more green in the cities you know with all this rioting and the whole objective of this blm movement of this democrat uh political agenda is to create south africa right a life of outside of your gate, it's red or black. That's the, the goal, right? Is to destabilize civilization. Peace gone, prosperity gone, situation red all the time. Lock your doors, carry, be vigilant. And that's why I like for a lot of people, we advocate get out of the cities. If your city is a green zone, praise God, praise God. But it's like, get to a place where you can live in the green. You know, I, I don't have to lock my, I still do. It's, it's old habits die hard. You know, gun under your bed, lock the door, etc. But we've gone on a, on on a weekend trip and forgot to lock the front door, and we come home and like, wow, we didn't lock the front door, and it's like, wow, that's amazing. Praise God, we live in a green area, very green area. Yeah, good points there, Rob. Uh, tribe is about controlling a space for your family to have a place to live in green. Brilliant. So this is it. Coming back to that seven steps, right? Seven steps to living in the green, cultural peace, right? That's what we want. We want cultural peace for our children. We want peace and prosperity, you know? Will our children in 30 years time have a better area than we do? That's our hope. That's our, our, our hope. That's every man's hope. That's a Zulu man's hope. That's a Mexican man's hope. It's a, a, an American man's hope. It's a Ukrainian man's hope, right? Will my children have peace and prosperity? That's our God-given nature. You know, a righteous man leaves his children's children an inheritance. What is an inheritance? Peace and prosperity. So it's so good. Tribe is about controlling a space for your family to have a place to live in green. We want to create green for our tribe, for our people. And that's all about gatekeeping. It's all about boundary setting, right? We have to be good at how do I... What institutions, and that's why I say it's an institutional war. In America, people and institutions, right? Institutions control the people. So media is an institution, right? News agencies, acad academia, uh, universities, schools, school systems, uh, newspapers, uh, the celebrity culture, movies, blah, blah, blah. Media is an institution. Well, many little institutions. It's a domain with many institutions that control people. And so we want to take those institutions and weaponize them to make our life green zone, to make our life peaceful and prosperous for our people. Church, ministry, governance, obviously, economy, obviously. It's all geared toward taking institutions and weaponizing them boundary setting, gatekeeping, in-group preference for our children. We want our children to have institutions that are a green zone for them. Praise God. So, yeah, I just wanted to hit on that today, Jeff. So, so summer camp, summer camp theology of fellowship and respite from the world. Like, come here, all who are broken. Your brokenness is welcome here. Jesus 
you know, camp around Jesus and have fellowship. It's like, that's great. That's good. That's wonderful. And welcome to a guerrilla training camp. Welcome to Big Igloo training camp, training, equipping. And then we go target. Little fire teams of men, we go target. We go take institutions. We go take ground. We take dominion. We steward creation. We disciple nations. We build green zones for our people. And that means going out and doing, not just watching other people do. So praise God, brothers. I hope you have a wonderful Monday evening. Um, yeah, hit me up on, on Twitter or uh, my email. I think my email is on my YouTube about page probably. Um, yeah, and we can really just, just dive into this thing of, of practical steps. You know, if we had to, if we had to build a, a practical game plan for guys to, to achieve cultural peace, to, to achieve mission and mates, you know, and it's, it's not far away. It's local scale, you know, it's local scale, two, three, four guys, and we go do projects together. You know, what's your domain? Go do projects together. And it's, it's as simple as inviting another guy to do a project together and you can make it really simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, give me your 401k. Let's go invest. And oh, I lost all your money. It can be simple things, swapping seeds, swapping woodworking tips, going to an event together, like such simple things. And you can build from there. You know, it really is exciting when you're like, okay, we have been detribalized, which means the men have been turned into passive camp followers instead of royal soldiers going out and taking institutions, taking domain. Praise God. Love you boys. Have a good night. I appreciate you chaps in the, in the chat and we'll see you tomorrow.